0: Sunday morning it is June 13th 2021 we got to talk about replay and we got to talk about some conspiracy theories spewed by Pete Alonso of the New York Mets I'm Jack McMullen that's Arm Leighton this is the Sunday iteration of the Just Baseball show and Aram right before I hit record you said wait wait I want to talk about replay too and I will always talk about replay because oh my god does
1: it suck It it is terrible. I feel like every sport has their own replay problem, except for the XFL. And the XFL has larger problems because it no longer exists. But the XFL figured that out. They may not have figured out how to make money. They may not have figured out how to do a lot of things. But the idea of having it where you go into the control room with the guy and you see what they are deciphering, that at least gives me some closure. Because when I'm looking at, a play and i tweeted this play out recently where it was jazz chisholm at first base and you can screenshot it right at a point where you see the ball not in the glove and jazz chisholm's foot on the base and i know a lot of people will like kind of there's things that are like nuanced it's up in the air and you can kind of construe it a few different ways when it's a tag play or something like that but this was just blatant clear as day it was challenged it was reviewed and they still called him safe where were they looking What were they looking at? How did they not see what I grabbed on a screenshot on my iPhone, like four, whatever it's an old one and it's cracked and it's terrible. And I saw that clear as day. So this control room, quote unquote, wherever it is in New York, I think whatever they say. and, And I don't even, I literally think it's a one social media intern on a laptop, but I don't really know. Maybe he's using like the MLB TV package so right. some of the games are blacked out and you can't see the replays anyway right hey siri heads or tails yeah i i swear because how does that happen do you have a theory on it because i can't come up with one no i so i'm
0: going to ask you a question before I, I dish out my thoughts what do you think about the automation of umpire like are you pro automation or do you like the human element
1: i i really did like the human element for a while <laughs> but... but then guys got stupid guys got really bad and you know when I started to see things like Bobby Witt get his home run taken away I don't know if he saw that and that was another one I screenshot it he's looking straight at his foot his foot straight on on home plate you know so things like that where it's like this is getting ridiculous uh yeah I I do understand that but there is something to be said about like I just watched a play at the plate at the Marlins game yesterday throw from center field for Marte and just guns him at home. And that umpire winding up and saying like, he's out, like that's way better than just some digital screen. That's just like out. There's no way. There's just something that gets you fired up about that. So I'd have to find a balance, but right now it doesn't seem like the digital stuff's working any better anyways.
0: Yeah. I saw, I saw a first inning two nights ago um, in minor league baseball in which there were three or no, there were four bang bang plays at second base in the top half of the first inning. It was a four run first inning, top half of to the first. There were four bang bang plays at third, and there were no ejections, shockingly. But I think the wrong call was made all four times. So we got <laughs> impressive. Three, yeah, exactly. There were three safe calls at first. Then the manager comes out and gets very close um, to being ejected, just obviously, passionately, like, you have to give us a a break right now. You have to. And then the fourth was pretty much clear as day. Guy was safe at second, and they called him out, just as, like, the makeup call. I am very out on the human element of umpire. And before 2021, I would have said, "I I honestly prefer the human element. I like the adjusted strike zone of a human umpire. But I mean, it's just gotten ridiculous, and I feel like a lot of umpires, especially at the major league level, are just kind of making it about themselves right now, and I, I don't understand. You enter this profession knowing damn well you're not even going to be, like, the 10th star of the show. You're going to be, like, the – you're nowhere close to a star of the show. You're the 50th star of the show. So, like, I don't understand what in their mind makes them say, let me, let me take over this game like, let me assert my dominance here. And we've seen it in the NBA too, you know, like with the rise in technical fouls and the stupid technical fouls. Um, It started with Tim Duncan laughing on the bench and him getting tossed for laughing on the bench. Like, I don't understand what bone in their body makes them want to do that. And I I think that this year has kind of changed my thought process with umpiring. And I'm, I'm perfectly okay with automation because if, if the human cannot get it right the first go, that's fine. Use replay. If they can't get it right after replay, then what the hell are we doing here? There,
1: there's no point. There's no point. There's yeah. no
0: point. I would rather not have replay if we have human umpires. Like I would rather deal with another Jim Joyce thing if it comes around.
1: Like Yeah, it's getting to that point because they're not even getting him right on replay. And, and I realize that it's pretty frequent with the replay getting it wrong too, yeah. you know, and and I understand that it has to be conclusive and all that good stuff, but I don't know. I, I just don't understand what's going on in that control room where they are watching it. Everybody else sees something clear as day and there's no rule interpretation. There's no nuance. It's just, did the ball get into the back of his glove before he touched first? And it's not usually the right call. It's, it's unbelievable. I, I don't, I don't know if they don't want to make the umpires look bad. I don't know what it is, but There's something weird about it that I just don't totally understand can't wrap my head around.
0: I I think if you got, I think we are in the worst point of the game in its history in terms of pace of play. And I I know that numerically we're backed up by that. This is the slowest baseball has ever moved. Um, A lot of that is because pitchers are walking guys all the time um, and hitters are striking out all the time. But it's also because we have a pause for replay every like three innings during a base. And they take forever they take forever. And I don't understand why they take forever. And Gary Cohen, um, you know, actually showed a little bit of uh, frustration on the SNY broadcast the other day. Um, The other day earlier this week, Gary Cohen was, uh, you know, he was saying like, I don't understand what's taking this long. And I totally agree. And that's a guy that, you know, is super passionate about this game. You know, he's not going to shine a negative light on something that doesn't rightfully deserve it. And The the umpiring and the replay and the and the pace of play, like certainly, that light needs to be shown on that. And if the if the tech is there to go fully automated, just do it. Like I'm so sick of this delay just to get the call wrong again.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I just I just don't understand it. And I wish we could like compile all of the times where the replay call was clear as day and they just botch it because there's a lot. There's a lot and it, it just, it's a bad look for baseball. It's just, it's nothing short of that.
0: You want to talk about a bad look for baseball? Let's dive into our uh, conspiracy theory of the week. Our, uh, our Sunday morning uh, pizza gate type stuff. Pete Alonzo, the New York Mets, you, you can describe it probably better than I can, but he was pretty much saying that major league baseball rigs the game uh, against the upcoming free agent class.
1: Yes, because, okay, I'll preface with this. It is dumb that baseball, Major League Baseball manipulates the baseballs from year to year, and it's because they're still trying to find that right you know, baseball that is the best, which is probably the original one, as it was before. But that being said, ahead of 2019, they juiced it. They didn't really admit it until we had legitimate physicists come and say, no, these baseballs are legitimately different. So yes, that was a whole thing as well. And I think it's a little bit stupid that they changed the baseball without really consulting anybody and really making it public. That's a whole different story. That being said, that was to kind of cater towards baseball's issues, but Pete Alonzo comes out and says, yeah, it's a fact. It's a fact that major league baseball is changing the baseball based on the free agent class. There were a bunch of good pitchers in 2019 uh, at the end of 2019. So ahead of the season, they made those baseballs juiced. And now, 2021, bunch of good shortstops and hitters in this upcoming free agent class. So they deaden the baseballs. They are just trying to hurt the contracts of these guys. Um, Jack, what are your thoughts?
0: No. <laughs> uh, I think that is incredibly dumb. And I don't think that I think that Major League Baseball has a lot of smart people in its executive offices and in decision making um positions that being said i don't think they play 3d chess like that um i think they are more reactionary than they are uh predictive i i think that uh not reactionary react uh, reactive than they are um predictive and i think that they're just trying to adjust based on what happened in the year prior so you know we see homers being blasted at, a, at an absurd clip um the what was it with the prorated season last year going to 60 games I think 11 was equivalent to 30 home runs and you know we had guys like flying past that Jose Abreu had 19 like that's like a 50 homer season for Jose Abreu and like you know there's a chance that that happens but like in 2019 2020 um and the ball's just being blasted and they've got to change the baseball pitchers need to get the upper edge to kind of bring it back to the mean in 2021. And I, I really don't think that baseball is playing that complex of a game, trying to, um, you know, save money and, and screw the upcoming free
1: agent class. I I think that's a bunch of BS. And if it was a fact, I think that there'd be a (laughs) lot more talk about it, right? Fact is a horrible word to use there a fact but also <laughs> the really funny part which before we were recording we were looking at is the free agent classes uh, from 2019 and 2021 you know maybe there was a correlation there for Pete Alonzo where you could say okay it's still ridiculous but it is kind of wild how the baseball coincided with these ridiculous classes but <laughs> when you look at 2019 if I'm not mistaken Uh, there weren't really that many great uh, pitching free agents. It it was Garrett Cole, which was, is fantastic, but outside of him, it was a lot of good hitters too. Anthony Rendon. He got paid JD Martinez. He got paid Marcelo Zuna. He got paid. Uh, And then Madison Bumgarner was considered one of the better pitchers. So they just were so scared of mad bum getting his $300 million deal that they had to manipulate the baseballs. So uh, I understand, I guess, right. Uh, Wheeler, he got paid. So I just, I don't really, I don't really understand uh, what we're talking about here with uh, his conspiracy theory of, you know, the free agent classes. Then we look ahead at 2021 and, and who the free agents are there. They dead in the baseballs. Yes. There's a lot of hitters coming up in 2021, but you also have guys like Trevor Bauer who's going to be right back out on the, on the open market. You have Noah Syndergaard, Clayton Kershaw, Dylan Bundy, uh, those are some of the top ten guys. Of course, you have Correa and you have Story, but come on, come yeah, on.
0: And a couple it, other best, right? It's and a couple wild. other, a couple other bats to name. Um, you know, Chris Bryant, Corey Seager, they might hit the market too. But you've got some other arms that you know c- could get a big payday, right? Stroman and and Kevin Gosman, like it. Nothing lines
1: up there. And Chris Bryant seems really affected right now
0: oh yeah right like the baseballs you know, are killing his free agent outlook putting up I think the best OPS of his career to this point like yeah, yeah. super detrimental to him and his payday I'm sure Scott Boris is shaking in his shoes um saying <laughs> oh, Chris Bryant might not even get two million annually yeah um,
1: well what are we, these baseballs man they're out of control out of control we need change now it's a fact that that being said and this is something I wanted to talk about with you, and this could be an entirely different episode, but I think this would be a good tease for our next one is CBA. Um, You know, this is where I saw a lot of people quote tweeting what Pete Alonso said and said like, Oh, the next CBA is going to be interesting. If that comes up in the next CBA, they're going to laugh in his face and say, okay, let's talk about serious things. But that being said, this is going to be a crazy CBA what do you think the biggest hurdles are going to be in terms of, of what they need to try to meet in the middle on? I mean, I know service time manipulation, that's something we'll talk about as well. Um, the DH is not even, it. that's just something that's being held over their head. But wh- why is everybody so terrified of the CBA? I understand how ugly it was when we were talking about the prorated pay and all of that stuff, but what's going to be so hard to figure out uh, between the two sides coming up? Like, why are we so threatened right now of a potential strike? I think a lot of people in baseball are just stubborn, like they're they're
0: insanely stubborn and they're not willing to kind of give concessions. Um, So you've got the owners that are going to be very hard pressed uh, against service time, you know, maybe decreasing it by a year or so. Um, You know, I I don't know. I think there are going to be a lot of things that have just kind of been shitty for players for years that the players are going to say, we're kind of done with this, like we're done putting up with this bullshit. So um I think service time is the thing that jumps out to me. If the DH is not universal next year, like I I, I don't know what to say.
1: I mean, watching pitchers hit is a joke. It's, it's it ruins my day. It, it, it really does. Yeah, it, it ruins my day because I just sit there, I watch a guy take three pitches right down the middle, and then he walks to the dugout. And, and I have had people come at me on on Twitter and Every time one dude gets a hit and they're like, see, it happens. I'm like, yeah. What about the other 3000 times? I think they're hitting 100 this year with a, almost a 50% K rate. And you wonder if you take Jacob Degrom out of there, what the, uh, what the batting average would be for pitchers It probably drop by about 15 points. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. So sure. at that point, it's like, what are we doing here? And, and I had Mike fires on the podcast, uh, and I was talking to him about it who's fires is a guy that's pitching the AL pitching the NL and obviously been around throwing some no hitters also gotten shelled (laughs) great guy to just ask about it, you know? And, and he said, I'm here for it. I want, I, I want, I don't want to hit anymore. I suck 2 I'm here for it because it's more challenging for everybody. He, I was asking him, you know, how dramatic is it for a pitcher? How much does it help you to know that you have that automatic out, in the nine spot because it's not just the one automatic out it's that you can pitch around the eight guy. Potentially you can work around so many different things. So essentially two ninths of the lineup, you can work around where you walk the eight guy and then pitch right to the nine, nine guy and go right after him, go after the pitcher. He said it makes a huge difference knowing you have that reprieve uh, basically every third inning. Uh, I think that's enough (laughs) where if you're hearing pitchers say that like, no, I'm, I'm okay with being challenged more. Then at that point, it's like, come on, uh, okay. it, it's ridiculous. And, and the Marlins actually just had uh, their pitcher return off the IL, Eliezer Hernandez. He was out for a couple months, returns, is trying to get to home plate on a close play infield grounder and uh, blows out his quad. He's out for probably the whole season now. And, you know, I, people are probably like, oh, you're a pitcher getting in shape. But it's muscles that they're not really using. And like, you have to understand when it's a close play like that, you're kicking it in freaking gear. You don't think his yeah. lower half's in shape. Of course it is. But it's not in shape to be dead sprinting like that uh, so sporadically. It doesn't get on base a lot. <laughs> so right. that's my one thing on that. Um, and that's another thing we can talk about for sure. But you know, when you have pitchers saying, no, no, I'm cool with the, with the DH, then what else are we waiting for?
0: Right, like it's like taking a soccer player and throwing them onto a basketball court. Like they're going to have cardiovascular strength, obviously. Like they can go play 40 minutes, but like they're going to suck. And they might pull something because they're not used to jumping and they're not used to that much explosion all the time. Like pitchers and hitters are both athletic in very different ways. And if you took a hitter and threw them on the mound and said you're going to throw six innings every fifth day, they're going to blow out out their, their arm very quickly. Like it's just a different group of muscles. So like this explosion and who are some of the big name pitchers that have gotten hurt while hitting or running the bases?
1: Jack Flaherty, Zach Gallon. Um, Well, you, you got Eliezer who got hurt, but there's also who, I know there's some other big name guys that have been banged up, but there was one pitcher in specific that wasn't a big name guy. I forget what the story was, but it derailed his career it derailed his career where he dove back into first popped his shoulder out and he hasn't been the same since. And he was pitching really well at the time with the Brewers. And now I'm drawing a blank, but it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, when you have that many guys just like that, I mean, tower glass, now his back was tight after a swing and he just stood there. He's like, I'm not making it worse. Yeah. He strikes right down the middle. So, you know, it's like, w- what else has to happen uh, to the point where you're like, okay. We got to do something about this. Like now, yeah. Um, and that's the scary part is the shoulders and stuff. You're diving into bases. You're doing stuff like that. Like that's career ending type stuff for these pitchers. I'd be jogging it, right? Yeah. You'd be jogging it. And what's the worst thing for baseball is indifference, like on the base paths, right? Like indifference from a player in a serious situation where he's like, I'm not going to get hurt. I'm going to jog this. That's the worst look possible. That's ever. when the sport runs into problems is when people are half-assing, right? Yep. And, and that's what that's the definition of pitcher hitting, is, is half-assed. Like, that's what it is, unless you're Jacob deGrom, because you're a freak. Uh, or Waskari Noah, rest in peace, lost that fight with the uh, with the dugout bench, but Waskari yeah. Noah raked. That's it. There's a couple guys, and that's it. Uh, and sure, and we already hit the pinnacle of it. Bartolo Colon homered. There's, it'll never be better than that. So we're good. We can just watch that on replay. If, if you really want to see pitchers hit, just watch that shit on replay because that's the pinnacle
0: we should have gone out with a bang with that bartolo homer that should have been the last time a pitcher ever hit but we're just end it right there it's over
1: it's over just ride the
0: horse into the sunset that would be perfect all right Aram, this
1: was a good sunday morning episode man enjoy we got to come up with uh, an actual name for this uh but i am very excited to keep going and i appreciate it man and good luck on the call today Thank you very much. I will. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. It'll be me and Pete on
0: Tuesday. Me and Arm again on Sunday. See you guys.